0: Living in the city is becoming increasingly popular. More and more families are moving to urban areas from the countryside because farming is difficult, jobs are few, and hospitals and schools are far away. In Africa, there are already 300 million people living in cities which are growing faster than anywhere else in the world. But the city doesn't always meet expectations. With so many people trying to live in the same area, jobs are not always easy to find, and there is a high demand for basic facilities like water supplies and waste disposal. As cities are expanding so quickly, over 70% of people find themselves living in slums or shanty towns. So, the challenges facing people living in urban areas are learning how to find a clean source of water and fresh food, how to manage waste, create jobs, and make the environment safe to live in. In this film, we will look at the ways in which people from cities across Africa are successfully improving their way of life by recycling rubbish, regenerating wasteland, and making city living healthier. Waste, trash, garbage, rubbish. These are all words to describe anything that we don't want or need anymore. Most rubbish includes things like old bottles, rotten food, ripped tires, newspapers. In Africa, urban waste is a huge problem. As the number of people moving to urban areas increases, so does the amount of rubbish. And the cities can't cope. In Kenya's capital city of Nairobi, for example, with its population of two and a half million people, there is only one official dumping site for the entire city. With a poor waste disposal service, residents are left to dispose of their own household rubbish. As a result, many people don't care about what happens to their rubbish, thinking it's the government's problem. So people dump their rubbish on the sides of roads, on riverbanks, and in streams, where it's left to pollute natural water supplies and seep into the soil. One person in Nairobi who does care about rubbish is Andrew Macharia. A former truck driver, Andrew set up the City Garbage Recycler Self-Help Group in a residential area of Nairobi. The first cooperative of its kind in East Africa, city garbage recycles, sort rubbish, and turn it into products that can be sold back to the community. Andrew wanted to prove that urban waste can actually be an asset, providing an income for poorer people, as well as solving an environmental problem. But not everyone agreed with him. There was a
1: big problem, even to my family, because once Since it was the first time somebody talked about waste, when you talk about waste and you want to go to the waste, they think you are also wasted yourself. So the the, the, the idea was not a good one because, like you know, like you see, we had no shade. We were here, it was raining, we were in the waste. So everybody looked at us and said, what are these people? They could not imagine that we were doing something. We could not get anything out of waste because when they throw it away, they think it is there's nothing in it. So when they see you in it, they think that maybe your head is not working properly or something, or there's something wrong with you. They don't think about you that you get a future. But when, when we got a donor and uh, we got some money to fence the place, put electricity, put telephone, and buy that pickup for our transporting of the they, that's when they said, they thought again and said, oh, We thought he was doing nothing, but now we can see he was doing something. And when they see visitors coming, like you are here now, that's when they think it was that this man could have been thinking something that we did
0: not see. Proving that waste doesn't have to go to waste, the recyclers make rubbish valuable again. Once it arrives, they divide the rubbish up into organic and inorganic matter. Organic waste includes food produce like fruit and vegetable skins, all of which contain nutrients that can be used to make compost and manure for farming. Andrew has also found a clever way of producing a popular alternative fuel. Charcoal briquettes are made by mixing leftover charcoal dust with a liquid paper pulp. After leaving them to dry, the briquettes are sold to the local community. Inorganic waste, like plastic, is recycled into useful products like mattresses, which are also sold. The money that this generates helps pay the wages of the young people working at City Garbage Recyclers. We formed this
1: as a self-help project where it could help us as a group. But because money is not there all the time and people expect to get money very quickly, some people drop out. And when they drop out, what we do is, the money we get, we, we employ the, youth, the young people, like the one you see around here. We employ them as casuals and we pay them to do the composting and the briquettes and to clean the place. We do use them and pay them by the
0: money we get from the project. Jimmy Akundu is one person who has benefited hugely from the project. Okay, when I came to Nairobi,
2: I came looking for a job, I came hunting for a job in the area, so I used to, to stay around here, and that's when I, I heard about Mr. Mosharen.
0: I decided to come and join him, yeah. Motivated by Andrew, Jimmy also trains other people how to recycle rubbish and has seen people's attitudes to waste change.
2: The, the guy is great, yeah. He do educate people. He motivates people. People used to take out. Garbage is something messy, yeah. But they came to understand what the what the value is.
0: In addition, Andrew also runs a partnership with local schools, which teaches children that recycling and waste management is everyone's responsibility. My plan in the city
1: garbage recyclers is that I have been pushing to be recognized by the government by the city council so that we can work together and. Uh, Maybe the results are not very bad, because like now, I, get, I am getting some visitors from the government. They are, sometimes they are putting my highlight in the newspapers, so they, 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 maybe we are going to work together. Especially when they see that I am training the youth who are jobless, who, are, who have no job, and they get employment. They are looking at it now like they can, they, we can work together.
0: With towns and cities in Africa growing at such a rapid rate, nearly every piece of land, however small, is built on. To make space for this urban development, areas of bush are cleared and trees are chopped down. Often, any undeveloped area is used as a dumping site. As a result, there are only a few parks or green areas in which children can play safely and that residents can enjoy. Food and Trees for Africa is an organization that's trying to improve the situation in South Africa by encouraging communities to transform their environment and their living conditions through urban greening projects. Sometimes it's useful. Urban greening reclaims former wastelands and transforms them into green, vibrant parks. Residents are also taught how to improve the soil in their gardens so they're able to cultivate a plentiful supply of fruit and vegetables. Leratong Park in Soweto, Johannesburg is one communal area that has already been converted with the help of food and trees for Africa. This green space was once a polluted dumping ground, as Samuel Matavel explains.
2: Oh, the place, the place was scary. It was a dumping place. The community used to, to dump everything almost here. Everything, everything that is a waste, it was used to, to be dumped here. We started to develop a strategy to solve that kind of problem. And then one of the techniques that we applied is to introduce a, a greening activity planting trees, using the rubbish to make compost, and recycling all of this waste materials that were here.
0: The project taught residents the value of rubbish. They recycled their waste and used the money to buy the plants, trees, and equipment needed to create their park. As well as regenerating their communal areas, residents have been encouraged to cultivate their own gardens and grow vegetables. People have learned that even a small area can yield a good crop. Josephina Sebakulu's garden is a great example of how this can be done.
3: I thought to myself, instead of dying of hunger, let me plant some crops in this
4: garden. The first
3: year I planted, massive pumpkins came out. Everything that comes out of here I cut up and throw in the pot for a meal. Whenever I need something to eat, I just pick it and cook it and then I'm satisfied. I'm very grateful that I've got the energy to do all this because eventually your energy runs out, doesn't it? But I don't think that mine is about to run out because I'm 67 and I'm still going strong old but still but going strong. strong.
4: I'm not born yesterday.
0: Inspired by the transformation of the area, more and more residents have volunteered to help with other greening programs. New trees have been planted in Leratong Park and the surrounding areas. The community are now very proud of their environment, as Councillor Kuneni explains. The, the community in the area is starting to be proud of this project because
2: when they go to town or wherever. People will keep on saying, you people of Piri, I think you are just the the lucky people because your councillor and the world community, they are busy developing your open spaces. We can see trees there and so on and so on. So it makes them proud. Now they feel that they associate themselves. They identify themselves as as people of this world because there are things that they can... People they are saying are good with their area. Those things are not there in, in the other areas. So... The pie-in is there.
0: Urban greening not only benefits the environment, but makes people feel better about themselves and where they live. Samuel hopes that others will be inspired by their achievements.
2: The the environment condition now, it's lovely. And you can see we are enjoying staying here around. And children are playing now. But before, there was no one loving to approach this park here. So as you can see, I mean, there's there's a positive result. Out of nothing, you can do something. With projects like this, we can empower communities and we can change lives.
0: Unwanted plastic bags are bad news for the environment. It's estimated that people in South Africa alone use over 8 billion bags a year. And in Kenya's capital city of Nairobi, over two million plastic bags are thrown away every year. The discarded bags pollute the environment and kill thousands of wild and domestic animals each year, who eat them by mistake. However, one project in South Africa has come up with a clever solution to the problem. The women of the So-Africo community project in KwaZulu-Natal collect and recycle plastic bags and make them into mats, hats and bags. Selling them both locally and internationally has given the women an income which benefits the whole community. This highly successful project now employs over 132 members of the Obanjeni community. Project leader Spongile Zulu explains how she became involved
3: making plastic bags has helped
5: me out a lot in the
3: past my family was hungry and i couldn't feed my children
5: their
3: father died and left us without an income then I saw a group of ladies weaving with plastic bags, so I joined them and also started
5: weaving. Making
3: hats and mats and selling them regularly means that I no longer have any money problems.
5: As the business has improved, our prices have gone up. My is about twenty rand.
3: And at the end of the month, I take home enough money to take care of my kids.
0: As they're now being recycled, plastic bags no longer pollute the area or pose a threat to animals, as Spongilia explains.
5: Plastic is dangerous for cattle. If a cow
3: swallows it, it will die.
5: Now that we collect plastic
3: bags, the cows are safe. When we first started, there used to be plastic bags everywhere littering the place. But by using the plastic bags in our project, the place got cleaner. Recycling plastic bags has helped me a lot.
0: The women wash and dry the bags, then fold and cut them into long strips. Using traditional weaving and crocheting methods, they make a range of goods. It's not just the women who benefit. 18-year-old Sfiso Nduku Zulu was taught how to weave by his mother and is very proud that he's able to earn money to help look after his family. Once I have made these mats, I go and set them on the side of the road, anywhere really. The money helps with my school fees and lunch money. I'm making these mats, I won't go hungry. This project has been a lifesaver for Regina Wundla, who uses a combination of traditional dried grasses and plastic to weave beautiful baskets.
3: I've got three grandchildren, and because their mother has passed away, I support all of them. I've built a home, and the children are able to go to school, all because of these plastic bags. I even support my own kids with the money I get from weaving baskets. I clothe them, feed them, and pay for doctors' fees. I am doing fine.
0: This recycling project has made a big difference to the Obanjeni community, providing regular employment and a safer, cleaner environment for everyone. Over 300 million people in Africa have no access to proper sanitation, which means they have no clean running water and toilet facilities. Human waste that's not disposed of properly can pollute the water table and spread diseases like cholera, typhoid and dysentery. The problem is much worse in towns and cities where people live in overcrowded conditions and often don't have access to enough toilets. Traditional pit latrines frequently overflow or collapse during heavy rains, spreading human waste everywhere and polluting sources of drinking water. Difsin Ngawi explains the problem that his community faced. Uh,
2: Before, there was a big problem, especially these old latrines we had. So when it is full up, you leave it and go to dig another latching. So it costs us a lot.
0: To solve this problem, engineers designed a new toilet called EcoSan, which is being successfully introduced to communities across Africa. Edmund John from IqPO helped install the EcoSan project here in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania.
2: In EcoSan, you cannot pollute the groundwater. And also, you can just install inside the house, because it does not smell.
0: Ecosan looks very similar to a flushing toilet, but it doesn't use any water. it doesn't smell, and is very hygienic. An added benefit is that the waste can be used as fertilizer. Unlike pit latrines, which are holes in the ground, the ecosan is built above the ground. This is very important, as the waste is contained in sealed chambers which prevents it from leaking into the ground and contaminating the water table. The EcoSan toilet is used in the same way as a flushing toilet, but its secret is that it works by separating the urine from the feces. The EcoSan has two holes. When it's used, urine goes down one hole and is collected in a container, while the feces falls into a sealed concrete chamber. Water isn't needed to run the EcoSan toilet, and it's important that none gets into the system. Hand-washing water runs away down a special drain. Ashes are poured into the toilet's fecal chamber every day. This helps the drying process and kills germs. After six months, the feces is safe enough to be used in the garden as a fertilizer for plants and trees. The urine container is emptied daily. Once mixed with water, it can also be used as a fertilizer. Pouring it around the base of the plant, rather than directly onto it, means that the nutrients reach the plant's roots. Masha Seliman explains the benefits of her EcoSan toilet.
3: The toilet in my house is very good. It's much better than the other one. It's clean and easy to use, so it doesn't trouble me at all.
0: Having EcoSan toilets has made a real difference here, and many people are now building them in their homes. Although an EcoSan toilet costs more money to build than a traditional pit latrine, its advantages are worth the extra investment. Whereas when a pit latrine is full, a new one has to be dug. An EcoSan is just emptied, saving money in the long term.
2: It's having the, a positive environmental impact because It uses no water and they are also benefiting on the material that they are recycling, the urine and the the sanitizing materials.
0: Recycling is an important part of day-to-day life at the Leratong Preschool in Soweto, South Africa. The children are taught how to use rubbish, like paper, cardboard and plastic, to make toys and furniture. At the school, the children's teacher, Lea Maboin, shows them how to make papier-mâché and encourages them to be creative.
4: In our preschool, usually, we use all kinds of waste materials with the children. Now we cut paper into pieces, we make it wet, put in some glue and then we mix the dough. They do their making to develop their small muscle skills. In actual fact the parents do like it very much because sometimes they bring us all kinds of boxes and another thing that we are training them to to communicate, it must be a, a teacher, parent, and child communication. The children do bring all those material to us.
0: Recycling is a cheap way of making use of your rubbish to create new things as the materials are free. But it also helps the environment. Making furniture and toys from waste paper reduces the amount of unwanted litter on the streets and means that fewer trees are chopped down.
4: We are trying to show the children the usefulness of some of the materials. They can make toys, a lot of toys, out of the handy handy bottles. We made both scoops and any other thing that is plastic-like. That is washable because we feel that it's hygienic for the children to play with because it can be washed over and over again. The children enjoy it very much. They enjoy it very much because they learn how to be creative. They learn creating things.
0: The toy vegetables help to teach the children about the importance of a healthy diet, while the papier-mâché furniture is put to practical use throughout the school. Small tables, chairs and cabinets are built layer by layer and then painted in bright colors. The furniture is surprisingly strong.
4: This cabinet is out of different sizes of cardboard boxes. We put the the boxes together to make them strong. We make some vegetables. This is a banana. We made a banana out of the paper mache. And we make some uh, crockery or any utensils that we can use for the children to play in the make-believe corner. We would like to, to help, you know, develop our own skills, encourage the developing of our youngsters in doing things for themselves.